previously on the Simply Human Podcast. March 23rd. No. Have you have either of you guys nailed this before? Yes, uh, Rick, Yes, I Rick. nailed one right on the head one time. It's really <laughs> That's funny. That's amazing. <laughs> so funny, I just started swearing. Stop. Mark had to bleep it out of the show. October, okay, Mark, last guess? October 9th. No. <sighs> November 11th. No. It's in October, though. You got it. I could tell by your Yeah, voice. me too. What is it? October 7th. Oh, now it's two days off. It's episode 133 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and you can become more like a human today. On today's show, so excited to have Coach Benny Wiley on the show. We talk about a lot of things. He just won the NBC show Strong. He won a, a nationally syndicated program Rick not actually syndicated that's not uh, that's how that works what is that what is that what is syndicated that is when they sell a show to like like a uh, dang it uh, like Seinfeld yeah, like goes to TBS my default show like Seinfeld you see it on TV national national a national broadcast there you go a network a national network TV show yeah he won it's amazing and he's got he's such a cool background uh, so that's and exciting and he's humongous I was looking at his picture yeah. online and I was like oh well, well like, oh, he's so so dreamy he is extremely dreamy uh, that's a good word for it um and then it is Humans Being Human, another moderately funny edition with Deb from California and another engagement story. And this is a good one. So stay tuned and wrap up our Simply Human Tip. How are you, Rick? Good. How are you, Mark? I'm good. Uh, I have some. I have a voicemail that I was going to play. We have we received voicemails. And actually, the the uh, Humans Being Human story came via voicemail that, that was initiated through a voicemail. I have one in particular that I wanted to play for you. Um, actually, two. Okay, here we go. Here's the first one. Hey, uh, this is Michael. I just picked up my phone and it was on 69% battery. Made me think of y'all. Later. Okay. And then. Let me say this. That's probably our most uh, <laughs> repeated comment from anyone, period. Like people uh, will send us Facebook messages with pictures of their phone at yeah. 69%. Well, and then. There's voicemails or tweet us. So, yeah, there you go. So, so. Here, so and here's another, here's another one. Hey, it's Michael again. I just thought of something. When I see the number 69, the first thing I think of is two dudes. Something's wrong with that. Okay, uh, Michael, hey, thank you, know you for your voicemail. <laughs> however uh, however the, the mathematical equation needs to get done is how it needs to get right. done. Right. Well, and then it's funny. Well, uh, Tim Wack- Well, it's Tim Wacker left us a funny voicemail. It's kind of long. We won't get to it. But it, it involved the, the logistics of the, of the 96 and the anyway, so there's just uh, there, there's a lot that goes into it. We won't get into it all right here. Um, so anyway, oh, leave wait, us leave us a voicemail. Five three zero forty two human is the phone number. Um, and uh, yeah, call us. Leave us a comment if you have a question or you want to be on or you have a funny humans being human story that you want us to just just play. Just a good way to get in touch yeah. with, us, with us in general. Yeah. Um, so you you are you you think I'm a jerk. Yeah, I, I know it. I know for a hundred percent fact because you did uh, the meanest thing that I've ever <laughs> heard of in my life. Ever. No, I didn't murder no, anyone. Mark, this is uh, this is one step below murder. Oh, yep. 
you're a piece of garbage. So, <laughs> and let me say this. You're going to have to get out your bleeping tool because oh, there's no. no way I can tell this entire thing uh, without swearing one time. Okay, I have okay? my bleeping tool already. All right, so we have uh, – we've referenced this almost on a episodely basis. Yeah. Text message between me and Mark and then Jack, Nate, and Steve. They've all been on the show before. Okay. I am what you would call my family, my wife and I specifically, are Game of Thrones uh, enthusiasts. Nerds. Yeah, enthusiasts. Nerds, yeah. You can call them nerds. <laughs> I will accept that. Uh, my <laughs> wife has read all the books. I'm almost done with book number one. Ooh, good for you. See, every episode, it's must-see TV. Uh, we, I'm just working my way through the second time I've seen the series, so I can pick up on some of the other things. Needless to say, by, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not caught up on Game of Thrones... Fast forward to the interview because there's going to be some spoilers here. Because God, Mark, I'm going to bleep it. I'm going to bleep it out. You're a piece of shit. I did that just, and I knew I was going to bleep it out. I'll say this: it's not even if you're not caught up on Game of Thrones. There are probably four incredibly shocking, like when it happens, it like sucks the air out of your lungs. You're so surprised. There are probably four of those throughout the series, and uh, if you probably know what I'm talking about if you've read the books or watched the show. So, I don't know. If you're just getting into Game of Thrones or you think you might want to watch it at some point, fast forward through this. You don't want to hear this. Like, Would you shut the hell up? I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. <laughs> God. So, we are... Uh, we're texting. We have uh, a friend of ours, Nate, in the group message. He is just, and we, me and Mark and Steve have been are are lo- going on and on about how much we love the show. It's the best show on well, TV. Well, I've so, read. The, I haven't really seen the show. I've read all the books because I'm okay. a true. Well, fan. why don't you go back to the library, Professor? All right. <laughs> so, uh, Nate, uh, finally, he gets access to HBO Go, and him and his wife are going to start watching it. And they are, and I'm not kidding you, they have watched. One episode of the show, season one, <laughs> literally the first episode. One. Yeah, and uh, Nate sends to the group yesterday something like, uh, "Hey, my wife uh, is very intrigued by this show," and I'm like, "Hey, you will. It's the best thing on TV. It's uh, man, it's so terrific." And Mark, who is a <laughs> texts. Get the exact verbiage right. No, he. You know, I think this is the second uh, week in a row. By the way, I've referenced you being a total okay jerk well, on text th- message. This is where you need to fast forward because I'm not going to bleep any of the spoiler alerts from here to the interview. So okay, yes, this is where it because gets. the first text I sent, I just was like, "Hey, Jon Snow dies." Yeah, and uh, which I think if you look at like Huffington Post, yeah. maybe you'll uh, you would have seen you know, something along those lines. Like that. Yeah, but. Uh, You'll see things like that, but Mark, uh, Mark yesterday says. Uh, well, he he called me. He, they watched okay, yeah. episode they, two. I'm, I'm back in the text message. They, they watched says, episode two. Mark, and, yeah, go ahead. Mark sort of reminds me of Joffrey, and Mark responds with, uh, he says season one Joffrey, and Mark responds with, you can just say Joffrey since it's the only one you know, and he dies pretty soon. Everyone thinks Tyrion did it, but it's actually the grandma. <laughs> You're an. <laughs> I didn't think there because was any when way. Because Joffrey gets murdered, and I just watched this episode again for the second time when I'm working my way back through it. Nerd. When it happens, 
you're not expecting it at all. In yeah. fact, he's reaching his peak of like jerkness, and all of a sudden he gets poisoned and dies, and you're like, oh my god, Joffrey's dead! Because like the drama up until that point of, I think it's three seasons, season three is when it happens, the oh, drama up and through that point is how big of a jerk he is, and he won't listen to anybody, not even his own mother. Uh, and I don't know, Mark. That is probably the well, rudest thing can, everyone, anyone has ever done, ever. Can I, can I uh, defend myself? That is, such, that is such an, a, a, a ridiculous and outlandish thing to have happened. I, I didn't think that, he, that anyone would believe me. Okay, that is you trying to cover your tracks, and that's a bunch of garbage because <laughs> you know, you're, like you're just waiting for seasons one through three, like somebody's going to kill him, right? So who's going to kill it? How is Joffrey going to die? How are they going to do it to him? Is he going to get, you know, is is, uh, is Tyrion going to get mad and choke him to death? Is you know, what, you're wondering what's going to happen. Pushed is off Rob of a Stark tall ledge. Sack King's Landing and yeah. do it there. Like how you know what's happening, you just don't know how it's going to go. Well, and so to say that you thought that was so at, outlandish yeah. that you well, thought no one it's the, garbage. The book version is just way better. Um, so, sorry, if you haven't listened to Game of Thrones, or haven't, like, listened... Okay, listen, because that's how you, quote-unquote, read the book. Shut up. You had someone we've had read s- them to you, which doesn't count as reading. We've had I'm so many... I'm actually reading the book, reading the words with my eyes. That's, that's much more expensive. So, you, you have your butler uh, turn the pages for you? Yes, Mark, because uh, reading books is so much more expensive than listening to them on tape. Mine only costs $15. My book costs $15. How much did yours cost? I don't know. My wife bought it uh, several years ago when they first came out because she's a bigger Game of Thrones nerd than oh, you are. So yeah, true that. Uh, sorry if you ha- if you haven't read the book. But l- listen, I am offended <clears throat> as someone who uh, oftentimes records things and watches yes. them later, specifically sporting events. The idea of intentionally spoiling <laughs> someone, uh, uh, like ending something, yeah. is so distasteful to me. That well, I almost was like, no, I'm removing Mark from my phone. I am done. I'm never going to talk to him again. I was, I well, was apoplectic. I was so angry. It's yesterday. worse than like if if I'm recording the Cowboy game, and th- this is like this is like somebody is like three seasons behind. Like I'm watching the 2012 Cowboys season, and it's 2016. No, there's no comparison to any of this. Well, no it's comparison. it's way worse than just saying, oh, hey, the Rangers won last night. Like on a yeah. one game thing, it's way worse than that. Yes. Oh, and, it's much, much worse. And what point are we going to get to in a society where we just sort of assume that no one is watching anything live, and so people are, are going to stop being like, hey, the Rangers scored. I think before you're going to do like Game of Thrones talk, you need yeah. to be like, hey, you got up. Right, and I'll say right. this. It makes it difficult to have conversations yeah. when you have someone just, who's like, you know, just now getting with the program. Well, he's got uh, 58 episodes left to watch. Right. Okay, well... Let me know really when talk. you can talk about some of this stuff. I want to talk about it so bad. Yeah. But. Well, like in a, and like in sporting events, it's like then there's a whole dynamic of hey, okay. Let's say Rick has is recorded the Stars game and I've watched it. Okay. I'll say Rick, are you caught up on the Stars game? No, I, I record it and I go, oh man, yeah, you're, you're not gonna yeah. like it. Well, he'll be like that's what I hate the most because yeah. I want to walk into a TV show or sporting event that i've recorded i'm watching like a blank. i want to walk into it completely 100 percent blind right. like i want no knowledge i don't right. want to know if it's a good episode or a bad episode or something crazy happened no i don't i want to know absolutely nothing because i don't want any of it i don't want to be sitting there like wondering like the other day i'm watching the the texas rangers baseball game they're playing boston and the rangers are up like in runs it was like seven to three i think it was seven to two uh and 
And, and I've, I'm like an hour behind because I paused the game to put my kids to bed. And so I'm watching the game. Well, my phone starts blowing up, and it's like everybody I know that's like, oh, oh man, what a disaster. And I was like, what, what, what disaster? So I like hurriedly put my phone on Do Not Disturb because I don't want to hear anything right, else about right, it. Right. I'm watching the game. Like, la, 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 well, they la, go la, into la, like la. the ninth inning. And it's like seven to four in the ninth yeah. inning. So oh, it's like, okay, it's well, I don't know game. what disaster you're talking about yeah. because, like, pff, we're got up this well three in runs. hand. Yeah. And uh, they cough up the lead and they lose the game. And then I think I was like, oh, well, oh, that's, yeah. So I want to know nothing about it. So in conclusion, you are an Well, a- you're an asshole. <laughs> dang it. Hang on, 11.46. Okay, well, see, you know how I'm like, I'm the guy that's like, uh, I'm, I'm spoiling the surprise, that kind of thing. I will sit and watch the Rangers games on like my, like Fox Sports Go on the TV, which is a few minutes behind live, but it's not behind the... Yes, the, that's, that's another thing, like well, when someone's, yeah, when someone's watching it live and you're watching via an app and they text you and you're like, man, what a bomb, and you're like, crap, yeah. and 10 seconds later a guy hits a home run, you're like, ha. Well, so listen, so here's how I watch the Rangers. So I've got my MLB app on my phone, which is ahead of the the TV app. So I'll be sitting there, and like Prince Fielder would be at bat, and I look down, and it'll say Prince Fielder hits a two run home run, and I'm like, oh sweet, it's about to happen, and then I'll watch the home run. Is that? Is no, that, I hate that. I like to be surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, every pitch, every practice. I hate surprises. I guess. Um, okay, let's. Oh, I hate you. Let's, let's, I hate Mark. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> um, let's get to our interview with Benny. This is so exciting. We had a lot of fun. Uh, go to the website, simplylifestyle.com. If you uh, think what we're doing has any value and you appreciate what we're doing, uh, there's a Donate Now button uh, in the show notes of this show and on the store page. If you go to the website and click on Store, there are uh, there's a link to uh, co- Skype consults, monthly programming, the Simply Human Reset, all the things that we dig and are behind. So please check all that stuff out. The All Chip book is on there. That's still going. Um, uh, check me out on the All Chip podcast. I am now the full-time co-host. I am the Rick Bentley of the All Chip podcast. Um, so it's kind of fun. Oh. Um, I'm just, I don't bring as much to the table as you bring. That's not what I meant. I was just meaning that you don't have to produce. I don't have to produce. I'm just a, a voice. Yes, that's that's all I do. I uh, You Skype no. me and I'm like, okay. You you are the you are the Simply Human podcast, my friend. Zero preparation whatsoever. <laughs> all right, so check it out. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All that is at Simply Human Fifty Two. We talked to Benny about his background, which is unbelievable. Larry Allen, the strongest man alive. NFL athletes. Mark's strength coach ex- expertise. NBC's Strong, a one million dollar lawsuit. Benny's basics, uh, and the opposite of Biggest Loser. Here's Benny. Joining us on the Simply Human podcast, this is someone that I've wanted to have on for a very long time. He's very famous. This is a, this is a big thing, Rick. This is a big thing for the podcast. This is Coach Benny Wiley, and and he and really like he is a strength coach, right? That is the that is the thing. But he's so much more than a strength coach within that industry. And so I'm going to let him kind of tell everybody about himself and the, all the cool things that he's done. So Benny, I'm so excited uh, that you're on the show. Thank you for doing this. Mark, thanks for having me on. I, I don't know that I'm that cool, but uh, <laughs> I will do my best to, uh, to uh, try to live up to that intro. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, t- um, t- take us through like from like, uh, you know, high school, college, kind of your, your sure. sports background and then to your amazing career so far. Sure. Um, I come from a small town. I grew up in uh, a little bitty town called Mejia, Texas, where um, I kind of did everything, you know, um, in a small town like that, a small like 3A school. 
Uh, I was the football captain. I was the band captain. Uh, <laughs> what what instrument did you play? Um, I was like I was the vice president, like on the student council. You know, I played football. I played basketball. I played baseball. I ran track. You know, you kind of do it all when you're in those small towns. So that's kind of how I grew up. What well, what uh, what instrument did you play in the band? Uh, depends on what season. So okay. during a concert season, um, like I was a tuba, and during, of course, during like marching season, I was a trumpet. Okay, so you didn't. Wow, you didn't. So you're, you're already the most accomplished person we've ever had on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not even out of high school yet on your bio. Yeah. <laughs> He's still still just in high school. He is the most accomplished. Okay, so so then after awesome. high school, yeah. So so keep going here. Um, so, uh, out of high school, like I was very blessed and fortunate to get a full scholarship to, uh, Sam Houston state university where I played football and, um, also ran track there and I was a tailback and I ran the 100, the 200 and the four by one in college. And so I had a, as, as well of a career as, as I could have had, you know, like in college, like I was a four year starter, but, um, they didn't have anybody else, so they had to choose me, I guess. And so it was a good career. Like, we had a great time. Um, I have a ton of good friends that I still have from Sam Houston, great athletes, great people uh, that are now coaches and all that kind of stuff in our industry and uh, that I still call upon and ask information from and get information from. Um, so out of Sam Houston, Hold on, uh, uh, Benny, I was going to be a high school coach. Yes, uh, oh, I'm going to stop you right there, Rick. Uh, we're going to just end the interview. Uh, he's just you're, you're making us feel too bad about ourselves here. Uh, <laughs> this is just beyond anything we've ever uh, been exposed to. So after three minutes, thanks a lot, Coach. Uh, we appreciate you having me on. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. This is great. Like one time, I found a snake in my backyard. <laughs> it was crazy. And that's like Mark's life story. So no, I know lots of good things about Mark. So no, that is not it at all. I love it. Liar. Yeah. He is a liar. Also. <laughs> okay, sorry, we interrupted you. I interrupted. Oh you. no. Um, so out of Sam, um, I was going to be a high school football coach. Um, my college strength coach, Ben Pollard, who you know was a great mentor to me. He was going to TCU with Coach Fran at the time when Coach Fran got the job at TCU. He leaves. He says, hey, yeah, you, you know, you're done. You know, I just finished playing that fall. Hey, you're done. Can you take over until they hire someone? You're the only one I trust, and I need to leave, like, tomorrow. So I was like, Coach, I'm going to be a high school football coach. I'm not going to be a strength coach. He goes, well, like, you love to train. Like, you're good with people. Like, they trust you, so just do it. I'll call you every day. I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> so for probably two months, he called me every day. He told me what to do. I was the interim head strength coach. Uh, I was still in my undergrad. I had 16 hours of school. Um, you know, you know, like I was a bartender, you know, you know, trying to make ends meet, those kind of things. And so and I was working 50 hours a week in the weight room, you know. So that's kind of how my career got started was I had no choice, you know, I was kind of forced into the industry and, um, like, thank God that I was. Yeah. Man. So, okay. So then you go from there and then was tech the next thing? Was that your first full-time gig? Uh, my first full-time job, I was, uh, from Sam Houston. I went to the Dallas Cowboys. And so I was the assistant strength coach there for four years with, uh, coach Joe Jurassic, who was the head strength coach at the time. And that was 1999. And so I had Troy Aikman and Dion and Emmett and Darren Woodson and all those guys, Larry Allen were all my athletes there during that kind of time. So, um, 
and that's where I really learned, uh, you know, I mean, how to push people, but also how to take care of them. And because uh, those guys were, you know, great guys to me, you know, I mean, I was 22 years old and I should not have been there, you know, but I uh, was just blessed to get the opportunity. So for the first two years of that four, um, as the assistant, the last two years, that's when the Dallas Desperados came about. And so I was the head strength coach for the Desperados for uh, two years. Yes, yes. Arena League, yeah. Yes, and so they were great, good organization. Um, has kind of since since kind of died off. That sport is kind of dying off a little bit. Um, from there, from Dallas, I went to Texas Tech. I was a head strength coach there for seven years. Went to Tennessee, head strength coach there for a year. Back to Texas, um, where I was a head strength coach at the University of Texas for three years. And then I've been out here in Abilene, Texas, where I have my own facility called the Performance Lab for the last two years. So, Rick, I I am actually a, a small uh, indirect part of Benny's story. See, uh, his wife, uh, Jen, is has a little brother named Zach. And Zach and I grew up playing uh, football together. And so me and Zach are like best friends. So, like, through that, me and Benny are like... I mean, we like to have Thanksgiving together, and like we, it's just we're like super tight. I thought you were gonna say Everything. that your connection with Benny is that Benny works out his giant muscles by punching your face like a million times. <laughs> I would never do that. Have you seen his face? That thing is beautiful. Well, you don't want to punch that thing. So, I saw it on the cover of a magazine. Well, hey, yes, that, on, hey, the, on the that on was the, the cover. that was the next thing I was gonna say, Rick. So I was on the cover of Abilene Scene, the next edition of Abilene Scene. Benny was on the cover doing like a, he's like in the bottom of a push-up position. So it's like, here's me in like my hoodie cutting tomatoes in my kitchen. <laughs> and then like the next, uh, the next edition is like Benny, like with like sweat dripping up his face, like big <laughs> muscles. Like, like thanks a lot, Abilene scene. Could you follow me up with like, I don't know, like Paula Dean or something? Like, I don't know. Someone that was like, like an idiot. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty, you're, you talk about like your career of going from basically from Sam to the Dallas Cowboys and then a Tech and then a Texas. That's a pretty quick rise. Like, uh, how many years would you say like you paid your dues before you got your first head gig at, I think you said it was Tech? Yeah. Texas Tech. I was in the industry for four years. I mean, um, pretty quick you know, rise, no? Uh, yes, very quick. Um, God has blessed me every bit of the way, you know, I couldn't do any of this on my own, of course. So, uh, just very blessed to be in the right place at the right time to be grouped with the right people to have great bosses and great mentors and, um, great athletes around me. And, you know, those kind of things have made it all, all kind of possible. And I know that's kind of like the cliche thing to say, but I mean, I've, I've really had, great athletes all along the way that have made it so easy. I mean, being taught how to train by guys like Darren Woodson and Emma Smith. Okay. This is how I need you to train me, you know, and they're not saying those things, but they're giving you that feedback. And so you're learning how to train guys like Larry Allen, one of the strongest guys Dude. ever to play the game, yeah. you know? And so that uh, image, when you see him bench pressing that 700 pounds, that's me on the bar. Like I'm spotting him on the yeah. bar, you know. And who is so, it that Who is it that jumps on? Like as soon as he, you rack it, it, it's like was it Isaiah? Um, 
That's Rocket Ishmael. Rocket Ishmael, yeah, yeah that, like that, jumps that up. dies over him <laughs> while the, the it's not even in the rack yet. Yeah, I'm like Rocket man, this is 700 pounds. He's you gonna, may want to wait until we get yeah, it. Let's all in the rack. Super safe here, real quick, pal. Let's get the forklift over here yeah. and wrap this thing again. <laughs> so, do you take credit? Like, how, how do you train a guy like Larry Allen? Do you literally just go, "All right, uh, you're gigantic and you're the strongest man that's ever lived, so just kind of do whatever you want to do"? Like you tell uh, me. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, that's about it. Um, I mean, like with Larry, it was just he was so um, ultra on the other side that you had to almost kind of back him down a little bit, not say do more, but not let him do so much all the time because he was so strong. I mean, his first set on the bench press was like 315. That's what he warmed up with. So he had three plates on each side, and that was where he just kind of got his little pump on, you know, did 10 (laughs) or 15 reps, you know, to get warm. So, you know, it was just a matter of kind of, just kind of protecting him from himself almost because he was, I mean, he was honestly uh, just a freak. That year that he bench pressed seven, he squatted over 900. He cleaned over 400. At 326 pounds, he ran a 4.9. I mean, just, I mean, like freak show. So when yeah. he, when is he, he the ran. Freakiest, is he the freakiest athlete you've ever been a part of? Um, I, I've had a lot. He was by far one of the strongest, uh, you know, other than like Joey Galloway who pound for pound, I mean, freak show, he would do lunges. I'm talking about just a lunge with a bar on your back with like 405 pounds. Oh my gosh. And for reps, I mean, not, you know, one, I mean, four or five on each leg, you know, I mean, so, and he was 210 pounds or so ran a four, one forty. I mean, just, I mean, you know, like you're around some of the greatest ever. So you couldn't pick one. I mean, you had Deion Sanders, yeah. you know, you know, you, you've, you've been around some of the best ever. So you couldn't say I, I could never pick one, but as far as the strongest, yeah, like Larry, for sure. Yeah. So remember I mean, that video of that highlight of when he chased that dude well, down, what was that Mark? Was that, it was New against Orleans? the saints. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oakland. Oakland. Was it Oakland? Well, Oakland I, I, I was going to say, did you, do you take credit for that? Uh, hit the that, speed of him doing that. That was before me. That was before <laughs> that was me. That was 98, so, uh, wasn't it? I, I wish I could, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah. He Mark, just... we need to find that and put that in the show notes because it's the most, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, uh, I forget the exact, but I guess there was like a interception or a yeah, fumble yeah. recovery or something, and this mm-hmm. dude is streaking down the sideline. Like, I think it was a defensive back. And oh, I think it was no a line, one between was him and the end zone. It's just nothing but green field. And all of a sudden, in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, you see this, the biggest human you've ever seen, and he is straight hauling. It looks like Photoshop. Yeah. yeah, it looks not real. It seriously doesn't <laughs> yes. look real. And he comes up and chases this guy down and saves the touchdown, tackles him uh, short of the end zone. And you find out it's Larry Allen who weighed, weighed what, like probably – Three fifty, easy. He, yes, I mean he was a big guy. He yeah, big guy. he manages to truck all the way down there. I mean, it's the, that's the most amazing athletic feat well, I think I've seen and, between his strength and his speed. Amazing. Well, and to, to yes. get off of the Larry Allen t- topic for for just uh, in just a minute, uh, but it, it so as amazing as he was and like in, as crazy strong as he was, this is like makes it even more amazing that Reggie White. Uh, you know, may he rest in peace. Awesome, one of the greatest uh, linemen of all time. Early in Larry Allen's career, Reggie White 
took one arm to Larry Allen and knocked him on his back. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, I, I, mean, I remember that club, so, yeah. Yeah, so you just, like, you, you talk about some of the most amazing athletes that are the, the NFL. Like, it's not just about a bunch of guys running around, like, you know, knocking their heads together. Like, some of the most amazing physical specimens on earth are playing that game. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, and you, I mean, you were around, you know, Mike Leach was uh, tech when you were there, and so, like, Graham Harrell yes. and Sonny Cumbie yes. is now at TCU, and, and you worked with Mac Brown and, and Mad Dog, this the famous string coach at Texas. I mean, you've got so many awesome uh, folks in your, in your you know, that have mentored you, and now you're turning around, and I think you're doing a great job sort of paying that forward. Now, like, your, your MO is, you know, developing athletes and developing minds and bodies, and I think that's an awesome thing, so. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's just, um, that's what I was taught to do. You know, you pay it forward, you pass it on, you try and help and um, educate as many as you can and share the tools and the gifts that you have. And um, that's just, uh, it's a cool part. I mean, it, it makes me a little older than I want to be that, uh, you know, like I'm on this side of it, but um, it's also awesome. You know, like yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Okay, so let's talk about. Oh, oh go, sorry, go, go ahead, Rick. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna go in and talk about the NBC show, but talk, say, so that that's gonna be a long discussion. So, Rick, ask well, all I was gonna say is, at what point, you know, I would say most people who want to go into football coaching want to coach, you know, you know, position coach or strategy coach or something like that. Sure. What point did you decide that, you know, strength and conditioning, the preparation before the game, that was gonna be what you focused on? Well, uh, that, that, that had to be at Sam Houston because um, I wanted to be a running backs coach, of course, and be on the offensive side. But then you kind of, as I was in that interim stage, you kind of learned that you have uh, a greater impact on every single aspect yeah. of the game. You know, you have an, uh, that impact on the entire offense, the defense, like the special teams, the sideline energy. I mean, like you, you have a greater effect and you can affect more athletes and more people's lives and as a younger kid like i wanted to be um like a youth minister that was what i wanted to do you know and so like, i had a best friend he was going to be the music minister i was going to be the youth you know i was going to be youth and so you know in a in kind of like a roundabout way you end up doing that and you you know you you, you know you're kind of um mentoring all these young men and you know i even even like young ladies, you know, that I've had like at Texas and Texas Tech also, uh, you end up like mentoring and kind of helping these people out and helping them during probably uh, and probably both of you can attest your hardest time in life. You don't know yeah. it at the time, but you're like away from home, like, you know, you know, you're away from your parents and all your kind of circle of influence. And so, you know, as a strength coach, you kind of become that uncle, you know, where you know, you're not going to tell them that they're idiots, but you know, you're going to say, Hey, if I were you, I would probably do this. You know, this is a better choice for you. And so you have a great influence on a lot of, um, like young people's lives. So I have my strength coach certification, right? And I'm not a strength coach by trade, but I got it just as, you know, just to, because I'm interested in that kind of thing. So you have all it's like, like Benny's a strength coach and he's done this and this and this and been with the, all these different athletes. Like Mark's a strength coach and ACU football needed him really bad uh, for one season. And they what they had, okay, okay, Mark, this is what we need you to do, okay? We know you're qualified. This is the deal. You get, keep all the guys behind this line during the game. <laughs> like that was like that was my uh my role like okay okay i can do that like i don't really need a certification for that but uh yeah i'll uh i'll do it you you actually do that's the get back coach <laughs> yep. i mean that's the most uh like critical part yeah. of the game i've uh. gotten more issues with that than any <laughs> aspect of my 
um, my strength and conditioning, uh, my career path, yeah. other than the music in the weight room. Yeah. Uh, that is that is like arguably one of the most like contentious, you know, controversial yeah, issues. Yeah. And if like and if you get flagged for a sideline infraction, oh my gosh, that is like oh. on oh, you. Yeah, yeah, like several. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a big deal if it's an ACU, but if it's like you're at uh, you know Texas playing, you know at uh, uh, I don't know like uh, <laughs> Tech or something, that's kind of a big deal. It's but, a big deal. Yeah, it's a yeah. big deal and oh. very embarrassing. Yeah. Then you know, you know that the camera's coming to you. Yeah. you know, like you're, you you can't you you don't know where it is, but you know at home. Right. They're putting you on the screen. See that guy? He's supposed to be yeah. the get back guy. He has one job. He's not doing his job. Yeah, you know? yeah. How hard could it be? Yeah. Okay, so I guess sometime last year, at some point, you disappeared from Abilene for a while, and it was this, no one knew, well, he's doing something, something's happening. Come to find out, you were filming the NBC show Strong, which is basically like, there what were there 12 10 10, 10, 10. coaches from all different genres there was like the crossfit dude and there was like the the martial arts dude and there was like the all, you know there're all the different types of coaches you representing the strength and conditioning coaches and sort of so, so explain that process and uh, and how all that turned out um, it was a long process um, i never would have you know applied for the show but my college, um, my strength and conditioning, my director, we have a big national group um, called the CSCCA. He calls me and says, hey, Benny, I just talked to NBC. They're going to be calling you. There's this show. Don't know much about it. But they talked to me, and I gave them your name. So if they call, answer the call. And so like, that's okay. kind of how it started was um, they wanted different genres, like you said, uh, different, um, different disciplines. So 10 of us. 10 trainers, coaches from different disciplines. They put, you know, like 10 of us together, 10 female um, trainees uh, that their casting was, they had 20 to 30 pounds to lose. Didn't know. They did. They didn't know about any kind of the, the kind of competitions uh, as well. Like we didn't know that either. We didn't know that we we're competing. We thought we were going to train these people uh, kind of help them lose like 20 to 30 pounds. And that was it. So, um, that was kind of the casting. It took several months to do that. You know, several Skype calls, several, you know, send in information, phone interviews, um, this producer, that producer, you're talking, you don't know who you're talking to. So finally it got down to about July where we flew out to California, had our last in-person um, kind of interview, like in front of like the big execs, like Dave Broom and Sly and those guys were all there. Um, you know, we did psych evaluations, um, oh all, I mean, every kind of test you can do DNA, um, swabs, I mean, everything, um, you know, we did body comps like DEXAs. I mean, every single thing you could do to figure out if we were going to either like flip out on TV or <laughs> die on TV, you know, they were, they were making sure that they cover their bases, you know? Um, really like even, what happened was uh, like you, you come walking in and they're like, all right, uh, Benny Wiley is the next person. Okay. Here he is. Uh, okay. Benny, could you take your shirt off please? Okay. Uh, well, you, and, you are accepted. And, 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 <laughs> That's all we need to see. Kind of, it, well, it's kind of funny because <laughs> I did a lot of interviews over the phone and they saw my coaching things like online. Well there, you know, I was talking like this and, and like, well, you know, you're not the guy that we thought you are, you know, that's kind of what they're saying before I went in with all the big execs. <laughs> and I said, well, we're having a conversation. I mean, I'm not coaching right now. And like, well, like we kind of need you to be like coach Wiley. 
I said, okay, well, that's all you had to do was ask. So you rip I your shirt in. off. Yeah. So I go in and there's, you know, 30 like execs in front, you know, they're filming all the lights are on and, you know, I turned into coach Wiley and, you know, um, and, you know, I go right at Dave Broom, you know, like our big exec and I give him a taste of kind of what, you know, being coached by me is like, and he doesn't blink. I mean, I'm nose to nose with him. I mean, nose to nose. He does not blink. Women are fainting. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. And so then I sit down. And so he kind of like calmly, like uncrosses his legs and says, I think I just pooped my pants. Uh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was a fun interview and, uh, that was kind of the start of it. And so I got called to be one of the finalists and, um, like that's how the ball got rolling. Well, here's the kind of cool thing. So on the on the first show, and I'm sure you can like go back on NBC and like watch all of the shows. And I didn't get all of them, but anytime I could, I watched it. You know, and I especially watched towards the end. So like whenever they, you know, the 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 competitors do this little thing and they decide who's gonna who who's gonna get to choose first. And the girl that won that, she gets the first pick of all the coaches standing there. Like she picks you first. And I think yes. that's kind of a telling thing. And spoiler alert: you guys went on to like win the whole stinking thing. Like, like was was that hard to like? Because at the premiere thing, you'd had an Abilene. Like you didn't, you know, obviously couldn't say that. How hard yes. was that for you to like not just be like, I won, I won? It's like flipping double birds. Everybody like, yeah. Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it was a you know, I wanted everyone to experience it like organically. You know, it, it's not any fun if you know the whole time you know so uh, you know and then also there was a little clause in our contract that we signed that if they found out that we told there's a million dollar uh, lawsuit so that had a little more to do with it yeah Um, pretty good motivation right there yeah tell anyone at all whatsoever (laughs) yes yes so that was a lot of it so even my wife didn't know the kids didn't know jen didn't Um, even know oh my gosh yeah it was was, how long did you have to keep the secret that was six months from the time we (sighs) ended Till like the finale, that was six months. So okay, I'm okay. A little sidetrack here. When Jen like found out, like describe that experience. Um, she found out the week before like finale because we went out, um, like talked to like our execs and they took us. They were they were kind of taking us out to dinner or uh, maybe two weeks before. So like they told her. I mean, I okay. never told her. Yeah. And they not said, hey, he won, but kind of several things that alluded to, hey, after the show ends, you know, we're going to do this thing and that thing and this thing, you know. And so um, so she found out about two weeks before. So, you know, and we and we never spoke about it even after that, yeah. you know, because I was like, well, maybe this is a setup. Maybe, yeah, they're testing you. Know, you. Maybe they're yeah. going to take the money back or something. It's like Willy, know, Willy so. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like they're like testing right, you, like right. they're planting the gobstopper. I can just imagine like Jen's reaction, like being married to you and like knowing you. They're like they're like, okay, he won. And she's like, 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 like a bite of foods, like halfway to her mouth. She's like, yeah, I figured he did. And like, she just like keeps eating like, yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah. Then you know her very well then. Uh, that's, that's my wife. She's, yeah. she's very like unaffected by, <laughs> by much. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, go check it out strong. And then uh, is, are you allowed to talk about, is there a second season or are you like, what's happening with that? Are, they're in that process right now. Okay. So of course they run the numbers. They see how, you know, all, you know, all the ratings went, uh, and it always comes down to money. Of course, right. that's how, you know, like our whole world works. So yeah. we look very good for season two. So awesome. we just have to wait and see and, you know, um, 
just kind of see what yeah. happens. And what I really like about this show, and because it's like the anti-Biggest Loser, right? It's like Biggest Loser yes. to me, and I'm sure that you probably agree with a lot of this. Like that is a, uh, that is great for TV. That is great drama. That is very uh, compelling. That is probably the worst thing you can do for your health from a from a sustainability standpoint. And I think the message that Strong is trying to get across is that. It's about like being strong and being able to do things, not emaciating yourself where you can't like, you know, on finale night, you see these people like fainting because they have no energy available. Like they just have no, like that's no way to live your life. Like, okay, yeah, you weigh a certain amount, but, but you can't like climb upstairs because you don't have any energy. Like, so is that, I mean, is that why you, you were sort of on board with the strong uh, concept because it was so, it was just more about like the, the changing your your life so we you can are capable of doing things instead of like the opposite of that sure and i mean strong like the acronym means start to realize our natural greatness so when you hear the acronym strong s-t-r-n-g start to realize our natural greatness so you help people just find the best versions of themselves so if you if that's a size six and that's your best version then like good for you if that's you can like run a like nine minute mile, then I mean, good. I mean, whatever is your best where, you know, we're all held accountable to be the best versions of ourselves, not what society says that we're supposed to weigh, be bench, press, squat, run, whatever, but your best version. And then to not just take the body and like the physical, but you got to take the mind and the spirit and the soul. You got to incorporate all those things like together uh, to find the best version of yourself. So strong was able to take, our women, our 10 women and help them become the best versions of themselves and, and do that in a way that is just like you said, very, very less sustainable and that they can do at home because they did half of their transformation was done at home. They were with us for two and a half months. They were home for three months. And so when you see that before and after picture, that's five months. And so if they would not have learned and it been their own journey, then there's no way they would have had those great results yeah. at the end because they're at home. They're uh, Jill, like my partner, she's at home cooking for her family. She's got four kids and yeah. a husband, you know, and so it, it had to be her own journey. So I had to teach her and educate her much like you do, Mark, with um, all the great things that you do. It's about teaching and educating, not saying here, eat this here, right. go run here. Here's why we're eating this. Here's why we're training like this. Here's why we're doing this circuit, why we're getting like your metabolism going, why we're fueling at this time versus this time. Yeah. You know, so it was a great show that just taught, you know, kind of a lifestyle, not just a quick fix. Yeah, and it's just as compelling. I mean, like the some of the game, like the competitions and things, especially like the deal at the end where you have to go through the the gauntlet thing up to the top. I mean, it's like oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, the like, tower. yeah it's just yeah. really yeah. A great. Like it's just you, once you start watching it, you can't look away from from it. It's like they did a great job get, getting that same uh, sort of attraction and the, the how just compelling it is. But uh, okay, we're coming up on time. There's a few things that I want to make sure we ask you. And and uh, there's one, there's two things we have to to do that, that are sort of t- are template items that we need to take care of. But before we do that, I want to ask you just your opinion. What are the most important things people can do in their everyday lives to be, as you said, the healthiest versions of themselves? What are like the key, like the big components? Uh, to me, if they move 30 minutes, you know, and I mean, that's five days a week, you've got to move, you've got to get up and move. And 
probably the next thing as far and not train because everybody cannot train, but uh, some some version of that. And for some people that may be just walking around the block and getting moving. Next, meal frequency. I'm a meal frequency guy. You need to fuel your body every three hours. So just getting fuel in your body and not not as much what you eat, but kind of when you're eating that, uh, like those things. And then next, just sleep. I mean, you know, you know, like your body has to have um, six to eight hours of sleep. I, I do a little less than that, but yeah. you know, um, like most people need to sleep and rest. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So Rick, are you there? You're there, right? I am here. I'm, yeah, I'm, I've just been soaking all this in okay. because, uh, well, and it's, it's good. It's good information. Okay. So one, one of the things that we do is uh, we have this little thing where we guess we, it's now it's part of the show where we guess your birthday and we're going to, oh, awesome. we're going to guess your birth. We each get two guesses. Don't give us like a hint or yeah, that's close or not close. Just yes or no. And we, Rick has actually gotten this. Uh, so here, here we go. Uh, you, you go first, Rick. June 9th. No. Nice. Um, February seventeenth. Uh, no. Dang it. March twenty third. No. God, he's not. You know, some people will give us. Yeah, he's give doing us so a good. Clue. Like giving like yeah. uh, the attention. I'm no, like, that's in, be it. no inflection. Um, October third. No. Dang it. What is it? July the eleventh. Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. And he will coming be thirty. He'll be thirty one. Oh. I just guessed thirty-one. I thought you. So it's July what? July eleventh. July July the eleventh, nineteen seventy-six. Nineteen seventy-six. Awesome. The year that Tony Dorsett won the Heisman. Um. Okay. And and now nice. uh, <laughs> now uh, I'm gonna ask you the final question. And it is, uh, what is one thing you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? I hang out with my family. Yeah. Awesome. And you, he's got uh, twin boys, Rick, and then a Older little. Day. They're ten, and then he's got. And a little, then I've got a yeah. daughter that we adopted uh, two years ago, and so she's two years old. And she was in oh, wow. Rick. She was in my youngest class, in, like the little rainbow school thing, and so uh, that was kind of fun. I didn't realize it, and like I see Jen up there one day, and I was like, "Wait a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I put it all together. Like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. So awesome. Well. Coach Wiley, Benny, this has been awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, as season two comes up and then anytime you have something you want to promote, um, actually do that really quick. Promote yourself. Where can people find you? Uh, what, are you what are you doing now? You can find us uh, like at the Performance Lab, and that's powered by Primetime Sports. Um, come in, try us out. I'm on all kinds of um, social media at B Wiley strong is my uh, Instagram and my Twitter. So uh, just check me out. I post, you know, you know, good things, training, all that kind of stuff like nutrition, um, uh, just kind of my life. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Coach Wiley, Benny Wiley. So cool to have him on. Uh, if, I'm sure you can go to like Watch Strong on NBC if you haven't watched it. Uh, spoiler alert, he wins. It's crazy. Um, speaking of oh, I guess I don't have to watch now. Thanks speaking a lot, of Mark. Spoiler alert. Okay, it is, everything it is now time for Humans Being Human. Uh, and we got this voicemail um, about two weeks ago. It's Jen. 
Deb from California. I've called you a couple times. Hey, I was listening to a podcast, and you were talking about engagements. And I just have to tell you that my husband and I are coming up on 22 years of marriage this Saturday, the 18th. And he proposed to me in a crazy, outrageous way before anybody was doing anything like that. So I think we got it beat. Uh, I would be happy to tell you the story because it's awesome. It involves uh, the news. It involves balloons. It involves a bus. And a year later, it involves O.J. Simpson. Okay, so here is Deb from California. You can telling. only imagine the O.J. jokes that yeah. we have. <laughs> I think I take the cake, though. Yeah, by far. <laughs> so this is, this is Deb from California. Um, and you heard the story about the engagement from the tent did you fart uh no i'm asking you to marry me and i think that's what prompted you to call the 530-42 human and basically your your voicemail said something along the lines of your husband current husband when he proposed to you it was like a big deal and it involved oj simpson somehow did he murder you what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I forgot it involved O.J. Simpson. Yes, it involved O.J. Simpson. It involved the TV station. It involved a bus. He ran over you while he was going moving slowly in the white Bronco. He hit the go. engagement ring inside a person's neck and then sliced the neck open to get the <gasps> oh, engagement ring out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Next level is the word I would use, yes. Okay, so tell, tell the story. That's pretty close. Well, my husband proposed to me long before anybody was doing these big productions. Right. So, like, we had a flip phone, like the old Motorola flip, probably before you were even born kind of phone. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I was at work, and um, my husband was going to take me back to meet his family, and I was sitting at my desk, and... All of a sudden, I'm listening to my Walkman, okay? Okay, I'm with you. how long ago it was. Walkman? Jeez. Walkman. Yeah. And then a dinosaur crosses player. the street right in front of you. That's pretty okay. sexist. I think I, it should be a walk person, I think, is what it should be now. Yeah, well, you know, we weren't so politically correct back then. Right. So, yeah, so, so I was listening to my Walkman, and I was listening to our song, and... What's love got to do, got to do with no, no, Mark, Her song is just people beating on drums because that's all the cavemen knew how to do. They didn't have instruments. They just had crude rudimentary. <laughs> We've derailed her. Speaking of derailing, uh, two freight trains hit each other in Panhandle, Texas, just north of me, Rick. Uh, today. Okay, that's more than enough. Continue so. with your story, Deb. I'm sorry. For okay. Nice. Joke. So, so okay. So I'm sitting there listening to my Walkman. The song ends, and the DJ comes on and says, "This goes out to Deborah at the name of the company." I just played your favorite song and Charlie's favorite song. And speaking of Charlie, he wants you to look out the window. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> So I looked over at my coworker, and OJ was OJ was murdering him in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I look out. I stand up, and I look out the window. I'm on the second floor, and there is my boyfriend at the time, Charlie. now husband, kneeling on top of a bus, 
Wow. In a suit, yes. Like Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf. Yeah, pretty much. Except he's wearing a suit. And he, there's a sign on the bus that's 27 feet long by three feet tall that says, Will you marry me, Deborah? I love you, Charlie. Oh, my gosh. There's little on either side. Yeah. Wow. So, so I'm, like, going, what the heck? I look over at my coworkers, and I'm, I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm going downstairs. And they're like, well, what's your answer? What's your answer? I'm like, duh, yes. So you're like, I have to think so, about it. And that's why, like, I'm glad I have to walk, out st- walk downstairs. I have to really, you know, weigh my pros and cons here. Right. So, um, so my coworkers were, everyone was in on this. I had no idea. And everybody at my whole company was in on it. Um, Glad I didn't, I didn't up. work there because I would have ruined it like the week before. Oh, yeah. yeah Mark would have totally screwed there. this up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, has it messed you to marry lately? Because <laughs> you would have messed it up. Yep. No. Uh, so, then they had yes, no, and maybe signs. So, um, my coworker, um, and, and, and God got her back for this, lifted up the no sign and then put it back down. Oh. And then my other coworker put the yes sign in the window, and they shoved me over to the window so I could look out the window. And then he had 100 multicolored helium balloons go up in the air. What the heck? Charlie set right? the bar high. Hey, Charlie, he's thanks for making bomb. us all look like a bunch of a-holes over he, here, he's, buddy. He's the, one, he's the one who started it. Like, he, he, he started is. it. Yeah. So I go running. So I'm like, can I go now? So I go running downstairs. I whip my sign, with my yes sign, and I go and I'm hugging him and I'm kissing him. And all of a sudden, I hear my mom going, Deborah, you know you're doing this for the 6 o'clock news. I go, what? what? And I turn around and there's a news camera in my face. Oh, my gosh. So he had called the radio station like all week telling them that he was going to, or the TV station, all week telling them he was going to do this. He called the radio station and bugged the DJ for a week. And finally she said, okay, 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 I'll do it. And, um, and yeah, so we were on the, and they came and filmed like while he was getting the bus ready and everything. They came and filmed it and had us on the six o'clock news. You know the the only reason the film crew went out is like you know like there's a chance that she could say no like that would man be that's cool. what I was just about to say like yeah. what how awesome yeah. would that have been if you like basically just doing a bit if you just said no and just ran off and that would have been that would have the been funniest awful. thing of all time <laughs> and then you Not just come back around the corner like I'm just kidding I'll do it I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in just, yeah. just. And he's already shot himself. <laughs> Oh, that's me, Mark. Sorry. Well, no, I was saying that because he was so because he was so sad. Aww. So, what does OJ well, fit into this? So OJ comes in. So that was on that was June of 1993. Okay. Oh, okay. So come our wedding day, June 18th, 1994. <laughs> a couple days before, you know where I'm going with this. Couple days before, my husband called. Actually, the day of, I think. Yeah, he called the TV station again and said, "Hey, we were on the news a year ago with our engagement. Thought you guys might want to come to the wedding." <laughs> like, sorry, OJ's uh, on a killing spree. We we have other things <laughs> yeah. we got. Turns do. out, the one of the greatest of- football players of all time is a mass murderer. <laughs> sorry, right? So, as our re- our rehearsal dinner was. June June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, and that day was the infamous Bronco oh my Drive. Gosh. <laughs> so they had that. no reporters to come to our wedding. I was in eighth grade. Rick, you were in ninth grade. 
when that happened. Oh, don't uh, me yes, that. yes, yeah. that is true. Yeah. Uh, I'll oh. say this: uh, Charlie is a one of those high effort guys. Man. He has to be right, like the yeah. kind of guy that uh, he's really like. He's always surprising with how above and beyond. Yep. Well, this he's is definitely from, like from a, Boston. Well, this is uh, an incredible, like, because people do this kind of stuff now. This is pretty commonplace, yeah. the, like, yeah. fireworks and, like, a painting, will you marry me, like, on the side of, like, a, a horse and having the horse run by. At the ex- like, that's a <laughs> common fireworks. thing now. That was not a common yeah. thing, uh, in, you know, until a few years ago. So. In William Clinton's right. second year in office. That's how well, long and also, ago this like, was. Uh, even if Charlie were to do this today, that's still, like, an impressive right. feat today, so... So high five to yeah. Charlie. So Rick, you've uh, already you he's mentioned a rock star. he's a what? He's a rock star. Oh, they said yeah. he's a lifeguard. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's a lifeguard at the local YMCA. Yeah, so he has uh, nothing but time on his hands. Yeah. He comes with great surprises all day because he, he has nothing going on. And I am friends with you two on Facebook, so you can yes. see it on my Facebook. Okay, cool. Yes, that is true. So you can watch the news clip. Rick, you have uh, you told your engagement story. You were basically just yeah, like, hey. literally on the. We were sitting on the beach, and I just kind of turned over and I was like, "Hey, I was going to do this or what?" She was like, "Yeah, I guess so." <laughs> As you're like rolling off over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> easy now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so my mine was I met my wife at a camp, a summer camp in Lubbock. And then we that's when we met and then a year later at the same camp is when I asked her to marry me. It's like on the little bench where we had our first like long Aww. conversation and there were no she actually thought I was Dang. about to break up with her because I was being real nervous, you know, like and I she and like I'd been really downplaying the you know, like I don't want to get married. It's I'm not ready for that. I've been really like I don't that. need a piece of paper to declare my love for you, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need the state of Texas to tell me nothing. And uh, <laughs> come and get, come and take them. And uh, and yeah. So then she's like, thought I was about to break up with her, and then I pulled the ring out, and uh, there, was, there was that. It was sweet, lame. but it wasn't very lame. Very, very lame. lame. Yeah, Marcus yeah. lame. So, well, Deb from California, oh, oh. thank you for your voicemail. Um, maybe we should play her voicemail in the. Uh, in the in, in the hot dog segment in the intro to the to the segment um, and we I have I have a few other hopefully time travel talk we need there's some uh, voicemails we need to we need to talk about maybe hopefully we'll get to those in the intro but anyway uh, Deb thank you for this uh, and thank you for your patience on uh, me trying to figure out Skype I've, I've never used Skype before so it's just it's such a form yeah, you would thing. figure like a hundred and thirty something podcast deep Mark would know about <laughs> Skype and every time we get on it's like his very first day on the job <laughs> we need to record like what the f is happening with Skype <laughs> how do you work this Where's the well, you, can, manual? you can blame Silicon Valley since I'm in Silicon Valley. There you go. Those, those idiots out there, they don't know anything. Thanks for the technology, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Deb, we really appreciate this. We're going to let you go, and this will be on the... Oh, this is on the July 4th show, so happy 4th of July. Oh, excellent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my God, I love you guys. Right. You just you just made my day. Thanks well, so much. Thank you, Deb. We love you too. Okay. Right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. All right. Thank you, Deb from California, and her conversation sparked uh, this. We're gonna play some audio for you, and this is basically an an, an interview. Hang on. Let me set, let me set it up. Okay. I guess OJ Simpson does like a like a live TV interview where guests where people can call in and ask him questions. And it gets hijacked. 
by people asking just the most wheels off. Just play the play. Okay, here it is. <laughs> so to Kevin, I believe in New Jersey. Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Hi, good show, dude. Um, my kid, my kid Chris was wondering: Do you think it was a bigger feat to break two thousand yards in one season, or slice two necks in one night? I, I'm, so, I'm having a little <laughs> trouble, Kevin, hearing you. Um, oh, oh, oh. I, right, Alex is listening to uh, us in Ohio. Hey, Alex. Yes. Hey, Alex. This is the best. Hey, how you doing? Not Juice? bad. <laughs> Juice, can you hear me, Juice? Yes, I can hear you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, remember when you played for the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, did you kill Bill Walsh? Uh, this is Steve. Steve. <laughs> How you doing? Not too bad, Steve. Uh, it was reported back during the, the famous uh, chase, you know, that went on in 94. Yes. It was reported on CBS 3 here in, uh, near in Philadelphia that uh, uh, Larry Menti that you were squeezing your helmet. That I was what? Hey, how are you doing? Not good, Brett. Hey, OJ, I, you know, I had a question for you. You know, with everything that, that Michael Vick has been going through and being yeah. indicted, I was just wondering if you wanted to meet me on the Jersey Shore to do live. There we go. <laughs> and they cut that one off, and that's basically it. But, oh, my, that's just, speaking of OJ wheels offness, there, there are some for you. Like, was it a bigger deal to rush for 2,000 yards a season or slice two necks in one night? Oh, my God. <laughs> so awkward. Yes. <laughs> All right. It is now time for the Assuming Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. Take it away, Rick. Okay. Uh, Benny says something in our interview that I have been kind of obsessed with lately. I think we talked about it a few episodes ago. And that is no – like Benny's talking about trying to, to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And that's different for every single person. For some people, that's, you know, I, I don't know, like women's sizes, but like he, Benny says, like for some women, that's a size six or whatever, just an arbitrary number. Uh, it's, it's different for every person. And so from a mental health aspect of it, like uh, don't pigeonhole, don't put yourself uh, like in the same boat as like your neighbor or your coworker or your friend and, oh, she looks like this or he looks like that or he does this or she does that. Be you. Find out what you are and be you. Uh, do what makes you happy. Yeah. Do what works well in your life. Uh, if you know you don't have to, uh, you know if it if it's not something you enjoy doing, you don't need to go out and run, you know, uh, marathon distance or you know spend uh, you know two hours a day in the gym. If that's yeah. not something that you enjoy doing, well, don't do it. Do what makes you happy and what makes you have a healthy life. And part of that is knowing, you know, hey, uh, me personally, I'm like I I will never look like Brad Pitt from Fight Club, and I'm okay with that. I know who I am. I know, uh, you know, what my physical, what my body is like and, and what the things I have going on. So yeah. Yeah, I, that's my tip is, is don't be obsessed by looking at other people and, and seeing what they look like or what they do. Like, do what you yeah. do and well, pay attention to you. And that's what – and whenever I was doing the endurance training stuff and you, you're doing these hours-long races and what I would tell people if, I, if they would have – you know, give me – wanted me to give them advice on, okay, how, what can I do? I'm going to this race. What can you tell me? I would always tell people – and I'm not – you know, this is an analogy here. I'm not like – I'm figuratively speaking. I'm not saying go out and actually run, do an Ironman. I'm just saying – when you're in that race, like just you, like put blinders on, like worry about how you feel, worry about 
putting one your foot in front of your foot and don't look if somebody passes you like don't you shouldn't even notice if anybody passes you or if you pass anyone else like it's about the, the little the circle or right around you worry about that as far as like you know finding yeah. out what makes you happy and don't worry don't look over there that guy's going faster hey wait hold on he took a drink of that i didn't know i don't have a drink of that i'm gonna take a drink of that like if that's not what you are are ready for or not ready for whatever like don't do it. Like, just worry about you and do what, yeah, do what, be happy with the little circle that is right around you. There you go. Yeah. All right. That is going to do it. Uh, so go to the website, simplyandlifestyle.com. Uh, happy 4th of July, everyone. Uh, go see Independence Day. That is uh, a, a, the time travel truck. That is an actual thing that is going to happen. Uh, aliens are going to come down and we are going to send up a bunch of fighter pilots and shoo them away. No? Uh, we are now going to sing a duet, Star Spangled Banner. Ready? <clears throat> oh, say no. Okay, <laughs> great. Oh, oh, I see. Is that how you feel about our country, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> like Mark Rogers, American Patriot. Rick Bentley, filthy communist. <laughs> all right, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram. All that good stuff is at Simply Snapchat, at Simply Human 52. Uh, like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to everyone. Oh, man, I had a good one. I took a screenshot of it. We'll read it next time. Um, happy Fourth of July. And uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, you can just say Joffrey since it's the only one you know. And he dies pretty soon. Everyone thinks Tyrion did it, but it's actually the grandma. <laughs> You're an so until next time, enjoy yourself. You break this, I'll break up that you break.